0: you listen to podcasts. Former
1: Iowa State quarterback Brock Purdy said he'd be dealing with an oblique injury as he and the 49ers get ready to visit Seattle on Thursday night this week. Mississippi State has confirmed that football coach Mike Leach has passed away due to complications related to a heart condition. He was 61. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray is undergoing imaging tests today to assess the severity of the knee injury he suffered in the opening minutes of last night's game. I'm Doug Thompson.
2: For the win. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios. Where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, CMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the
1: community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Number two, welcome back. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KX and O. Wade looking bill coming up, bottom of the hour. Former Hawk. We'll take a, pick, a peek rather, at uh, where Iowa is. Uh, as they finish up the non-conference portion of the basketball schedule. Well, as promised, uh, we're going to talk to Connor Rohr, senior writer from Sports Illustrated. I came across this piece uh, sometime on Sunday morning uh, before Brock Purdy took on, and well, the Niners took on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. It just wasn't mano a mano. Um, because uh, that would have re- been even a bigger blow. It, it would have been, maybe a bigger upset. But but reading the piece, is because we both said, Trent, and we said it since the time he was um, you know declared for the draft he's a really good college player but man i just don't know if he has a strong
0: enough arm we said that when he was a sophomore great college player he was fun to watch yes cyclone fans slow down it's not going to translate to the next level well i couldn't be any happier to be dead wrong Eating crow.
1: we are eating crow connor Orr joins us he wrote the piece connor uh it was it's a great read i'm so glad i read it prior to the game on sunday and i mentioned it to trent and he said you know what i'm going to reach out to you and and here you are so thank you for doing this connor trent condon ken miller des moines how are you I'm good. How are you? Doing well. So I, I read the piece, and um, I didn't. I didn't realize uh, that uh, that he'd gone through all of these um, exercises and all of these changes to get to where he's at now. How did you? Um, how did the? Did you come across what he had done to get him to this point?
3: Yes. Yeah, so the QB Collective team, I think, has been doing a lot of really fascinating stuff. For the last few years in terms of pre-draft development, the work that they've done with high school kids um, and grade school kids. And so the guy who worked on Brock's motion over the uh, over the winter break between uh, the season and the combine, we had collaborated on a few pieces in the past. And you know, just like we were talking about off air, you know, it was one of these things where he's like, yeah, you know, gosh, I wish there would you would need to write about Brock Purdy at some point because you wouldn't believe what we were able to do this offseason. And that. you sort of, you sort of file that away and say, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds awesome, but when are we going to b- write about Brock Purdy? And all of a sudden, uh, here we are, where Brock Purdy is probably going to be playing in like the conference championship game this
0: year. It's so. Unbelievable! It's a crazy way that things come together, and that's uh, the great work uh, people like you do, Connor. Just a story to file away for later, and, and here we are with the Trey Lance injury filed by Jimmy G. Brock Purdy is now the man. Now it came as a surprise to a lot of people, I think, in NFL circles. As soon as the Jimmy G injury happened, yeah, we saw Purdy come in and play well, but you got to go out and you got to get a veteran. What was it about Shanahan and the 49ers organization in general that just said, no, we got our guy. We're happy with Brock Purdy. We don't need a veteran right now.
3: Well, because I think a lot of their offense right, is predicated on following a lot of the rules, and it's a very – while a quarterback has some element of freedom, right? his main job is to read the offense the way that the coach is going to read the offense and throw the ball to the right guy that's going to be open at the right time. You don't necessarily need a star player to do that, You need somebody who processes really quickly, who's smart, and who has some decent arm strength. And I think, you know, if you're Kyle Shanahan, why are you going to waste time teaching someone the rules from scratch and kind of uh, trying to disseminate all this information when Purdy's been a sponge since day one and really – you know, enough so that they had a lot of confidence in doubling down on him.
1: You know, as you, as you pointed out in the piece, most of these uh, the players that go through these, you know, from the bowl game or whether the, when the regular season ends, as they prepare for the combine, they usually go to one of these camps or these gurus. You know, they want to get from a 4-5 to a 4-4, four, four, that type of thing. But for a guy to, to increase the velocity uh, and, the, and the spin rate on his passes as much as Purdy did, I had no idea that was even possible. Can you help us out with that?
3: It's, it's incredible. I mean, you know, they said it was the largest measurable difference that they've ever seen on somebody. And I think the, the reason that it's possible is because and this isn't a slight on college program, but a lot of times your lifting regiment, your nutrition, all that stuff. It's a little more uniform across the board because you have so many guys. And so sometimes someone like Brock Purdy, He could be lifting a lot. Like he came out of college, very quad dominant, almost built like a fullback, even though he's not fullback (laughs) size, you know, he's kind of got that, he's got that thicker, lower body. And so you don't want that. Right. And, you know, it's just a result of, okay, I've been lifting this way. I've been working out this way for four years. And so finally you kind of take a peek behind the camera you look at what you're doing in terms of a throwing motion and all of a sudden, okay, we just change a few things. You're going to unleash, uh, you know, power that you didn't know you had, which is which is a pretty cool thing. And honestly, is something that's probably not totally replicable. Right. Like every single guy isn't going to be able to add five miles an hour. But these guys can get a lot better in three months. And I think that's the thing that teams are missing on.
0: QB Collective. I think there's going to be a lot of people reaching out to this place after this you story. Bet, uh, Iowa City didn't reach out during the season. <laughs> right, and need a little bit of help there. So the average quarterback in the NFL I've seen throws around 60 miles an hour. you got high-end guys. Zach Wilson was one of the highest in Jets camp a couple of years ago. Josh Allen, I think, is up over 70. For Brock Purdy, do you have a, a number that he has reached? And with it, I mean, is he still probably in the lower half in terms of velocity for quarterbacks? Do, do you have those numbers offhand?
3: I think if I remember correctly, I don't have my notes in front of me, but I think it was somewhere between like a like a fifty-one to a fifty-six, okay. like somewhere in there. Like I think that that ended up kind of being the uh, the change in in velocity, but I, I have to go back and check my notes.
1: If he wasn't the last pick in the last round of the draft, would, would, would the story be as big? I mean, if he was the 15th pick in the seventh round mm-hmm. of the NFL draft, but the fact that he's Mr. Irrelevant and yeah, we, we've seen the, you know, a couple of guys that have uh, been that uh, place in the draft, they've gone on to, to at least make an impact. Uh, but would, would the story be as big and it's taken off, uh, to the extent that it has if he wasn't air quote Mr. Irrelevant?
3: I think there's always some sort of, romantic nature of that right or some sort of mysticism about being the last guy drafted even though I think it was um Mike Floria who made the good point that there's a lot of guys who are undrafted that go on to have uh, really successful NFL careers. so the fact that even he was drafted says something about it but I I think it's more of an indictment of the process I mean I was talking to the director of the East-West Shrine Bowl who had Brock obviously in their all-star game and they had a fourth round grade on him, and you know I think that they were kind of curious. They they saw him as Baker Mayfield white, and mm-hmm. were really curious as to why a lot of other teams didn't see him the same way. And and who knows, maybe that particular year, right, um, it wouldn't be that popular to be a Baker Mayfield kind of uh, clone. So
0: it's not just increased velocity and putting in the work, and he's done all those things, and knowing the playbook, and, and being a guy that Shanahan likes, but. He's got the respect of this team from Mm -hmm. his left tackle and Trent Williams who said nothing but glowing things. Fred Warner, an all-pro, and on and on and on in that great defense. Offensively, defensively, the guys that he went up against when he was a scout team quarterback, he has command. He has respect in this locker room. Boy, it just doesn't feel like, Connor, you get this very often out of not just a rookie quarterback, but a rookie quarterback from the seventh round.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, and we saw, um, you know, I thought that piece on Andrew Luck that ESPN had a few weeks yeah. ago was illuminating in terms of what it, what it really takes to be a quarterback from an emotional standpoint and a psychological standpoint. And for Brock, I mean, you know, here's the one thing that a lot of teams miss. They all assumed that because he started four seasons, they knew everything that they knew about him. But the fact is over those four seasons, you really learn how to lead, you know, and you really learn how to – command a huddle and to take respect even as a true freshman you know when he was playing games at Iowa State so that's one of those situations where I think it's really valuable um and, and a certain intangible quality that we don't look for enough in guys when they're coming through the draft.
1: Uh, these, the group at the quarterback collective I mean is could they I'm, guess, I'm a Broncos fan can they fix Russell Wilson <laughs> or, or is it too late I mean do you have to do this early in a career or can you can you teach an old dog new tricks?
3: It's a good question, right? I mean, you know, I used to cover the Jets. We went through this a whole <laughs> offseason with Tim Tebow, right? Yeah. You teach the guy how to throw, and sometimes you can't. Sometimes, you know, it's like, it's like anything else. But I think the, the the critical thing is, I think there's always going to be progress if there's buy-in. And with Brock, you know, right. one of the guys that worked with him said, you know, here's a guy who sat down with us and we picked him apart and we told him, here's all the things that you're doing wrong, and he didn't get up and throw the table over and say, no, I've I played high-level college ball for four years. Get away from me. He said, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. let's do it. Let's fix it. And I think that that takes a really special kind of person.
0: Connor, this 49er team now, uh, they are incredibly talented. Talk about the defense. Obviously, McCaffrey coming in, helping out. They'll get Debo back, it sounds like, at some point. But Ayuk, very nice receiver. Of course, George Kittle, it doesn't feel like he's been unlocked. Do you still consider them with Brock Purdy as a Super Bowl contender? Are you still up there elevating them, as most people were talking, over the last month before the injury to Garoppolo?
3: No doubt. And, and, and the reason is, you know, we wrote about them schematically a couple of weeks ago, and this isn't to diminish what Brock has done or Garoppolo has done, but they're, taking, they're throwing shorter passes than any team in the NFL. They're not demanding a ton uh, from the quarterback position. They want you to get the ball to Debo, to George Kittle, to Brandon Ayuk, and all these guys, and Christian McCaffrey, and let the best tackle breakers in the NFL break tackles at a time when tackling's the worst it's ever been in, in NFL history. It's never been worse. And so they're just playing the economic game, and it's really smart.
1: Connor Orr, Senior Writer, Sports Illustrated, is our guest. Connor, as Trent and I look at this, it, it seems like you can go five deep, and then once you get past the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Eagles and the Niners, that it's kind of difficult. I know Minnesota's got that record, that stellar record. Um, it's kind of difficult to find a team outside of those five that you can really say with any conviction, you know what, here's the team that's got a big chance to win it all. Do you, Is there a team we're missing?
3: No, I think the NFC is really top-heavy. Um, the NFC is extraordinarily top-heavy. And then if you flip over to the AFC, I mean, I think those are your typical class of, of of football teams. You know, the Bills we've picked apart to this point because I think they've played a lot tougher games and they've still weathered that situation. And the Bengals are still the Bengals. They are in the Super Bowl last year and they're playing just as well, if not better, than they were at that time. So, I, to me, I think most of the competition is over in the AFC and, uh, you know, in the NFC, I think you're going to have, you know, one or two, maybe three teams that are just going to get out there and make a little bit of noise.
1: Let, let me follow up. I just throwing one more team and getting your cha- your take on the, on the Chargers. I mean, they're the Chargers and they find a way to... I knew you were going there. I have to go there because <laughs> I'm going to die on this hill. I, I think that they're a really good football team. And and if they, if, and I get it, it's an if, if they went out, they win 11 games. If they drop one and that schedule's not that difficult, 10 wins for sure gets them in. Can Justin Hebert... Uh, Herbert, lead this um, lead this Chargers team to the promised land, or am I overma- are they overmatched?
3: I think it's health. I think it's a matter of health. What was it on uh, Sunday night? I think they had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams together for the first yep. time uh, all season, and it's just, you know, we see the openings of the possibilities when that team is healthy. You know, I don't know what's going on, you know, with the medical staff, if it's bad luck, whatever you want to call it, but... I think when this team is on the field together at the same time, they're really good. And they beat the Dolphins. They beat one of the best teams in the NFL. So I, I think uh, I think that says really all all it needs to say.
0: Three wide receivers, our last thing for me. Cole Beasley, he's going with the Bills. We see T.Y. Hilton. I mean, surprise, I didn't know he was still looking to play football. He signs with the Cowboys. And then, of course, we have Odell waiting to see if he's going to sign anywhere. Do you anticipate any of these guys being any kind of difference maker? Not Going out there and catching eight balls a game or anything like that, but even helping out these three playoff teams and wherever obviously Beckham ends up.
3: Yeah, I think Cole Beasley's one where he's got a relationship with Josh right. and he's a nice security blanket player, and so I think that's huge for me. I you know I like the Odell Beckham thing. You know, it's a fun thing for us to write about, certainly. But at the end of the day, it took him a long time to get acclimated with the Rams, and he was a big part of their Super Bowl game plan. There's no doubt, but. I think it's naive to believe that he's going to come in right before the playoffs start and then be a a major impact player um, by what the conference title game if they make it that far. I think that's, uh, I think that's wishful thinking.
1: Uh, the piece we referenced, How Brock Purdy Was Rebuilt, SI.com, Sports Illustrated, the writer Connor Orr. Connor, thank you for doing this. Uh, great to talk to with you. A uh, very interesting piece and had no idea it could be done, and uh, Brock Purdy certainly uh, went through it and uh, improved, and look where he's at now. Connor, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank Take you. Care. Connor Orr, Sports Illustrated on the rebuilding of Brock Purdy. To keep that one in the Rolodex yeah, he's good why well, he's a senior writer for he's he's everywhere with but yes the answer is yes keep that one in the Rolodex.
0: Uh, thank you to Connor or uh for that piece really so, cool piece too I mean just it's so different than even what we talk we like to go into the weeds with sports and we like to go deep into things but but that kind of just the mechanical part yeah. of it I mean it's like a guy that throws in the low you know low 90 s and he's throwing a hundred all of a sudden right. Just by changing mechanics. And you see that happen in baseball. And he's not cutting corners, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Right. And he put in the work, and Uh there's a lot about that and just the routine that he went through. Now, Bertie's got to get right, too, health wise. Yeah,
1: he's got a quad. What's the. uh, Is it oblique? Oblique, yes. And they play Thursday night in Seattle. And that's a big. Well, obviously Mm -hmm. for both teams. Uh, but Seattle's going the wrong way. Right. Um, this defense, though, the Niners, they just show up. They're just so tough, and they're going to get Bosa, Bosa back at some point. No, Bosa's back. Bosa's back. Bosa's not back in L.A. Bosa's back. Uh, Nick's back. Um, but that's a good football team. That's a really good football team. 49ers. But Debo Samuel now on the outside looking in, as you mentioned. He's got a high ankle sprain. They think he's going to get back uh, one of the final weeks of the uh, regular season. But I think if there's a team that can beat the Eagles, it's the Niners. I really do. And I think they
0: might be all. Could you that really might see in the, in the NFC? Could you really see Dallas going in and winning an NFC do championship Do they still play game? each other once more? Do, they, they do, do don't yes, they? Yeah. Um, I can't see that. I can't see it. I can't, like their defense a lot. Can't see the Vikings going in. No,
1: Bucks. No not might not even win the division. Right. You know, I have a ticket that I thought was... I'd left it for dead and forgot I even bought it. I have a Carolina over six and a half. Oh, you got a chance. I got a chance. I got four games left to win two. Not bad. I thought there was no way in hell that's going to hit. What about them to win the division?
0: They could. They absolutely could. They're running the ball. Saints are out. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's in the hunt. And they're starting Desmond Ritter now. It's wild. Mariota was going to... I think the they were at least talking yesterday... About sending really? him to the i r there you go, rookie, you, yeah. your game back to Here win the division, another, another rookie and get a home
1: playoff game and that's the rewards you get. uh We will talk to Wade looking Bill when we come back. We just talked about how Brock Purdy was rebuilt. Uh, see if we can rebuild Peyton Sanford.
0: I think it's between years. Oh, absolutely. He's way too good to do that. How many games did you see him play in high school? I mean, I know Looking Bill saw more. Oh, I I might have seen him. But I mean, I've saw him probably a dozen times. So has he ever had this kind of slump that you can recall? No, nothing like this. Nothing even close to this. It it's, just won't fall. No. And good looks. Uh-huh. And looks that are halfway down and bounce out. It's it's mental. It's not like Steve Blass or Chuck Knoblock. It's, not, it's nothing like that, is it? You would hope not, but... Remember Josh Oglesby? Yes, that's was, what that I got a text yesterday saying, you know who this is? This is Oglesby. Three Ducks. The exact same thing happened. And Fran kept talking. And he's hitting him in practice. And mm-hmm. it just, it never clicked for him. Oglesby could do a little bit more. He's a better ball handler. He could, if Sanford's not hitting shots, it's not that he's unplayable, but he's maybe playable for a four-minute stretch of half and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. And this team's not deep enough to be able to afford to right. lose one of their pieces. Right.
1: No, I agree there. Uh, Wade Lookingbill joins us next. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. <laughs> With year-end approaching, you may have a surplus of dental care as part of your health plan. Fuller Dental has appointments available between now and year's end. Visit fullerdental.net or call 515-266-3437. 266-3437 to schedule your appointment at Fuller Family Dental. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry located near Grandview Gulf. Golf course in Des Moines, and a new location in
0: Altoona, online fuller Dent- The Grumpy Goat Tavern is a longtime favorite for great food and drink with three metro locations. And now they can help you out with your Christmas shopping. Buy $100 in gift cards, get a lunch or dinner up to a $20 value for free. That's right, stop to the Grumpy Goat on Mill Civic Parkway, 50th Street in West Des Moines, or in Ankeny along with Fat Charlie's in Urbandale. Buy $100 in gift cards, your lunch or dinner is free. That's Christmas shopping done right. X and o. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset and everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, if you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a Total pain in your asset. But with Renter's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset and stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to Renter'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515 528 4429. Renter's Warehouse, you can't buy happiness,
3: all oh, subject to change.
1: past 12.30. Welcome back. Miller and Condon on the Moyne Sports Station. 106.3 KX and O-Trent's Plays of the Day. We're gonna. F- this is an awful slate
0: of games in the next oh, few days. This is when I do my best work when we get into <laughs> games like this. Is it? You dive deep and college basketball has been... On fire. Look at uh, my last 30 days. It has been good. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to the circuit right. picks, but uh, I was just looking at it last night. It has been a hot streak for your boy, TC. Oh, good. So I know Mr. Monday Night's on fire. 10-4 looking- against
1: the number this year. Jesus. Uh, Wade Lookingbill joins us. Wade, did you um, not despise, I mean, was there a point in your playing career, let's just get these games over with and get the conference play? <laughs> as, as a guy who likes to watch college basketball, that's where I yeah. am. How about as a player?
2: Well, First off, I want to say I had the extreme privilege of calling maybe the greatest high school basketball game I'd ever seen with
0: Trent Condon. I saw season. the highlights. It was fun. Um, yeah,
2: Waukee at at Waukee Northwest. It was terrific. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So pretty cool to experience that.
0: It really was. We got to see a great one was there, beer, and right? going to be a rematch coming up here in the new year when we get to 2023. So where were you guys doing that for, Mediacom? That was on Mediacom, okay. yeah, and they Mediacom. have the replays. Yep. You can yep. check that out as well on MC22 for Mediacom subscribers out there. we doing great work out there, and you'll be back with your normal partner, but hopefully we'll have an opportunity to do another game or two here in the future.
2: It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Trent.
0: So, yeah, so Ken, you know, it's something
2: where, so let's, Let's look at Iowa and just kind of. And they got they got Semo and who's the other team? They Eastern play? Illinois. Eastern Illinois. So, you know, Iowa's a tired team. They are yep. a tired yep. team and they are beat up. And I don't know if they're going to get Chris Murray back anytime soon. He had added crutches to the boot. Uh, Sunday night, I saw. Um, so, so for Iowa, you know, so. so this is finals week, so they'll have right. very little, if any, practice. And if they do, they'll have seven guys one day. They'll have <laughs> nine next day until Thursday, Friday come around. Then you play, you know those those two games, and then they're at Nebraska two weeks from Thursday. And you, you hate to talk about must wins, but mm. you lose to Wisconsin at home. That's a game that might keep you out, or you look back at that, that could keep you out of the NCAA tournament come March. Now, I know they started poorly last year and ended up winning the. I don't say won the regular season, but they played really well in the regular season, won the conference title. But um so I I think for Iowa in this situation, you're just trying to get healthy, trying to get, you know, maybe some guys that have been struggling with their shot, <laughs> kind of get them right a little bit, um, and just, you know, start preparing for the big fin play.
0: That's what you gotta do. And with it you gotta get ready and get right. And Health, a big component, obviously, as you mentioned with Chris Murray. Tony Perkins, he's been banged up throughout the year. Aaron Eulis not able to play against Wisconsin. And then you have Peyton Sanford. So before we get into him and, and kind of dive in on what's going wrong and if it's more mental or anything else, the injury component to it. Is this a time where Fran McCaffrey needs to say, Eulis, we're going to set you out another game. Mm-hmm. Chris Murray, we're not going to push it. If we think you're close to being ready, Say it's for the Nebraska game or the Penn State game or whatever it is, we're gonna wait a little bit longer because long term, a debilitating injury, something that lasts throughout the course of the season. Just how tough that is when you get into the rigors of the Big Ten.
2: Yeah, it is tough. You know, you know, everything points to this is his last year at Iowa. He's got two and a half months, let's say three months left to be an Iowa basketball player. So you have you have a hundred days, let's say. And of those hundred days how much? How many of those days is he going to be a hundred percent? Well, you know, do you do you not play him against Nebraska? He he definitely won't play these next two games just to get healthy. But then, do you play him against Nebraska? You know, well, not, not if he's not a hundred percent because he's got a lot of basketball in his future. And then with with Aaron Eustis, you know, it, it, it's the same thing. But but with Iowa, they have to win games now because they need they need more wins if they're going to be around come March. But it's, it's just a tough. Situation
1: that they're in. Uh, let, let's get to Peyton Sanford in the tough situation that he finds himself in. This is a guy who's been able to shoot at every level that he's ever played at, seemingly, uh, and, and and certainly uh, did last year. It was great in the Big Ten tournament last year and uh, in postseason last year. And then all of a sudden, right? Played after the first couple of games this year, he's just lost it, Wade. How does
2: that happen? Yeah, I think there. I, I don't. I don't really know. You know, and and, and Peyton's going to be fine. I heard you talking earlier. This is not. Rick and Keel, the Cardinals. pitcher. Uh, that's a good one, or, one too. Yep, uh, yep. Zach, Chuck, Chuck Knobloch. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. It's just something where I saw he was working out hard, like four hours before the game on Sunday. If it's if it's me at this point, and I'm and and, and Fran's did all the right things. I thought it was it was smart not to to kind of take him out of the starting lineup and at the press conference after the game Sunday. Fran, you know, we love Peyton. We love we love what he brings, and he's right. He he does a lot of things besides. Shoot the basketball. I, I think he rebounds. I think he's an underrated defender. Um, he get, he can handle the ball, um, but he's in there to shoot the basketball to make shots. So if at at this point, if I'm the coach, I say, hey, don't touch a basketball for the rest of the week. Right. You got every you got Monday through Friday. You got finals. Don't touch a basketball, and then let's come back whenever they start full practice Saturday, or Sunday, and, and we'll just go at it. But I'm assuming they've tried that, but. It's just a mental thing, you know. He's he, he's too good a shooter. He's not forcing it. He's not taking bad shots. Um, we just Iowa. Iowa just needs him to come around quickly.
0: They really do, and this is not a very deep team. No, how much different is that going to be for Fran? Figuring out lineup combinations. There was a lineup as they got the six point lead in the second half that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Connor was playing the five out there. (laughs) And that lineup uh, very quickly gave away that six point lead. You know, playing with a limited bench, something that Fran just isn't used to. How difficult is that going to be for him and and pushing the right buttons and getting the guys a blow when they need it and get them the breather at the right time? Just kind of mixing those minutes the right way. They
2: just, they really, besides, Besides Robracha, everybody on that team, and I guess Ogundele um, and the big kid Riley Mulvey, everybody else is is really a two, three, maybe a four. Okay, so they I I think they have some bodies, but they all kind of play the same position. You know, that's when you had to put Connor at the four. Like you said, even at the five, it's just a tough matchup. Now for for Iowa, they've got to make more shots. You know, that that was obviously the difference. We look at Iowa State. Thursday night, they made what, ten, eleven threes. Shot it really well. Wisconsin, they they were horrible, and that's because they don't have Luca Garza to pound it inside and get you a bucket really every time down the court. They got to make I think it's eight to eleven threes a game, or or, or they're going to be in big trouble. And if they don't have Chris Murray healthy, healthy, it's it's just going to be a, a they're going to have to play like they did Sunday and just kind of slow things down, ugly it up, and and just kind of almost kind of hang on the rest of the
1: year you know back back to Thursday night to the Cy, to Cyhawk did, did did it seem to you Wade that you know that this team was just fed up with um Iowa State pushed them around last year and we TCU did similar yeah. last week yeah. they came out and, and it it was very apparent very early on that they were going to try and make a statement and we I said it last week I'll say it again you know, his first basket, and he's looking for contact with Iowa State players as he's running up the field. Not to run through them, but make sure he gives them a nudge to let him know that he's there. That was my takeaway, that this is a different Iowa, uh, in particular against Iowa State, that we've seen in some time, of physical presence.
2: Yeah, for we don't get to say it. Uh, we don't say it very often because that's just not their style. But Iowa was definitely the tougher team Thursday night, and they and they were the instigator. And you talk about Philip Rabacha. I, I think his body has changed. I, I don't remember him, Duncan, as, as much as last year as he is this year. I, I think he's in better shape and just, he's, he's more of a force. You know, he's a kid that could, he can make some money playing basketball. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to play overseas and, and have a nice career, but um, he's done a really good job kind of, you know, being that half court set you, with that jump hook. He can finish. He's just got to get better with his free throws. He was shooting it really well early. Because he's going to get there a lot. Because he's going to get fouled, and if you're shooting 54% from the line, it's it's going to be a challenge. But I like what they got. You know, they, they had two starters gone Sunday night, and they still battled with Wisconsin. You know, there were some times when you're kind of scratching your head what they're doing, but they fought back. And and as as long as they can get healthy, they're, they're going to be okay again. I I think 10 and 10 is always the goal right now at, with this stage with this Iowa basketball team in the conference.
0: Get there, and you get to the NCAA tournament. Now it opens up back-to-back road games at Nebraska, at Penn State. Nebraska had Purdue on the ropes. We know Penn State, the most experienced team in all of college basketball. Are they really? Yeah, they got some dudes out Illinois. Destroyed at at Illinois. And went into Champaign and just dominated that game from start to finish. That road trip, I mean, it's the most difficult. It's the two longest trips that you're going to have, all the way from the west side (laughs) of the conference all the way to the east side here. You're hoping for a minimum a split. We kind of talked about, boy, if they can get to two to one last week, well, as one and two have to find a way at minimum to get one of those two games.
2: Yeah, you know, we looked at Nebraska and just counted that as 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 a win on the schedule two months ago. But you're right; they they beat Creighton. I think, I, I think that game was at Creighton. It was Jay um, Purdue. All they could handle. They, Fred's doing a good job. Fred, Fred can thir- turn things really quickly. You know, guys, guys go out, guys come in, and he can get some dudes. And Penn State is just. That's a tough matchup. But, again, I, I think it's it's tough for Penn State also to guard Iowa because Iowa's more of a finesse team. Penn State's got to chase, whereas they want to slow it down. But, yeah, they, they have to win one of those games um, and then come back home. Now you got to beat Maryland at home, which, you know, is it, kind of a toss. up Michigan, mm-hmm. I think, is at home early. Um, you know, when you start the season losing a game at home, you are fighting an uphill battle the rest of the year.
1: Your thoughts on the conference? Obviously, Purdue leads the way at this point. They look like they are the clearly the team to be. They got some good wins, beat a Duke team, Gonzaga. I think they beat Marquette earlier in the year. There's um, one more, West, West Virginia. Virginia. I mean, they're better. West yeah, West yep. Virginia. That's the one. Yep. What do you when you see Purdue? Do they look like the uh, the team clearly that everybody's going to be shooting for in the conference? I think so. I think
2: so. I I do worry though. Come. Late February, early March, when your when your two guards are are, are both freshmen, you know mm, how is that yep. going to? Are they going to get tired? Are they going to get fatigued or nervous? Now they haven't yet, but they're just tough. They, you know, Matt Painter and I know Matt a little bit, and he was the same way as a player. He they just guard no matter who it is, if it's if it's Zach Eady or if it's that Smith or that lawyer kid, they all guard, and that is one thing that will keep them in games. I do like Indiana. They had a tough one against Arizona, but that. um that freshman kid, Jalen, with the hyphenated last name, he's probably a first round. Yeah. Hood, Hood Shiano yep, or Shiano yep, Hood. Yep. Um, he was hurt. I saw, so I, I, I do like them. Um, but then everybody else, you know, I thought I thought Illinois was pretty good, but they looked awful the last couple weeks. Um, it's just that there are games to be won in the Big Ten, and I think Iowa. You know, again, ten and ten, definitely eleven and nine. Like Trent said, just finish strong, get in the tournament, and they they've got to be better in the NCAA tournament than they were last
0: year. High school yeah. hoops tonight for you. Heading out to yeah. Southeast Polk and get to see yep. clayle Thielking, the new head coach for the boys' basketball team over at Dowling.
2: Yep, yep. Got got Dowling at Southeast Polk. You know, both teams are just kind of trying to find their identity and and uh, should be a good matchup, both with the boys, pretty even teams. And then that uh, girls' matchup is going to be really good. The uh, Zedeker girl from Dowling, talented sophomore, and then... Um, Coach's daughter's going to Drake, um, uh, gosh, who's the, head, who's the head girl's coach. Coach Daly. Um, yes, yes, the, the daily of Brooklyn Yep, going to Drake. So be fun. Uh, Wade looking, Bill. Wade. See, thanks for the punch, <laughs> <Yeah>, right? Of
1: course. <laughs> How about that? Uh, Wade, we uh, won't we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you when conference play rolls around. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you, Wade looking, Bill. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you, guys. Yep. Merry Christmas! Yep. It. Thank, Thank
1: you. Thank you. Yep. Take care. Wade, looking Bill, as he checks in on a well almost weekly basis with us uh, throughout uh, the hoops season. It is almost time for Trent's plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that. He's on a heater basketball wise. The slate it's it's tough to find a game to just put your feet up and watch unless you're
0: betting. Well, and I will be. And of one of them will be a televised game. I also threw in a little NBA. Mm. We got some hockey. We do. Oh, that's here where we go I'll be tonight. Uh, is there a Big Ten or Big 12 team even playing? Yes, Texas Tech plays Eastern Washington. That's it.
1: I'm out. Miller & Conda, 1245 Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. KXNO. Uh, let us tell us again about our friends over at Authentic Brand, authentic-brand.com. If it's up to you to uh, help boost your company's image, uh, what a great way to put your company's logo on employees. If you are with us early in the program, we went on Facebook Live to do our Fiscus Jewelers, Berkwood Farms, uh, shot. Um, you saw the GXNO gear that I happen to be sporting. That's why Trent didn't have the camera today. His is in the wash. That's right. Uh, but authentic dash brand dot com. Uh, if again, if your company, you can do. You can make it. Uh, do it a lot of ways. Right. Put your logo anywhere. Put it on some of the gear. Let
0: your employees wear it around. They'll be glad you did. Stocking cap season is here. Definitely a lot going on there. You can get the Maddox hat. That is the dad cap. Yes, that is what is affectionately known as. I was wearing that the other day and. You uh, you like the KXNO hat that I was that, wearing? it's called a what? A dad hat, because okay. that's what us old. I guys did. I,
1: I went to Scott Knock and said, "I need one of those hats." The Trent's
0: got. Yes, you need a dad hat because we're a couple of dads, and that's what they have. But everything: stocking caps, regular hats, all the way through hoodies, and that team gear. Don't forget Hawkeye, Cyclones, Panthers, Bulldogs. They have you covered, along with a bunch of other college teams. Authentic dash problem. Call one eight hundred. That's off.
2: Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him.
1: Mallory Condon, welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Time for Trent's Plays of the Day well, I'm all ears, TC. You're on quite a heater right now. Uh, you can see your
0: picks. Where do you find the Action Network? Yes, at the Action Network. Search T Condon. That is my username over there, Trent Condon. Uh, just on the Google Machine Action Network, and it'll pop up as we have been hot here as of late. Bet history. Yesterday, 3-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Last 7, 38-25-1. That is up 10.5 units. Last 30 days, 170, <laughs> 128, and 3, that is plus 42.47 units. That's 300 bets is what that is. Over a month. In a month. Some might Ten say it's a, a problem. No, not uh,
1: some, yeah. <laughs> Many. Maybe a few more than some. But again, you are not betting hundreds of no, dollars. not
0: at all. You call this your entertainment tax. That's absolutely what it is, and that tax is uh, giving me a little money back right Maybe. now. I know eventually it will go the other way. I have fun with it. Some people collect sports cards. Other people tinker with their car. Mm -hmm. I gamble. That Mm -hmm. is my hobby. In fact, I was just talking to the wife about that the other night. (laughs) Did she bring it up or you? No, no. We were just kind of having some fun with it because Uh. she knows. She knows her bank account and it's not money coming out for the most part. And certainly lately, it's been money coming in. Let's get into it. What are you doing? We got a match coming up here in seven minutes. Croatia, Argentina. How about a regular time tie? A draw, if you will. Croatia a big dog, are they not? They are. Plus 380 for them to win in regular time, at least I saw, because I looked at that for a while. It went draw. Plus 210 is the number currently at circa. I got a hockey parlay for you. I know oh, you like this. Lay it on me. How about Toronto? Who do they play? Anaheims, who's awful. Win. Uh, Toronto should win, yes. Coupled with the Lanch tonight as they take They're on. So banged up. Philly at home, though. Philly's not good. Philly's not good. I agree. Put it together minus yeah. one eleven, basically a normal bet. There we'll parlay that together. That seems like a seems like a play. You like that one? I okay. do. Furman tonight, good team. They're getting six and a half at NC State. All right, uh, Prairie View A and M. This is a deep dive. This is going down there. We're getting four and a half at UIC. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh But you're not. You're playing it. I am. Yeah. Florida State dominate Louisville. They're still not very good. South Carolina Upstate will grab the 15 there. Good matchup in College Hoops. The really only good matchup tonight. Alabama after the win against number 1 for a Are second Are they top time. 10 now? They must be. They're up to number 4 in the AP poll. Should be. They got Memphis coming to town. Memphis. They had a nice win over the weekend. They absolutely did, and you're getting 8.5. I love fading teams after big victories. I'm going to do it in this spot. Give me Memphis plus the 8.5. We got Santa Clara late night tonight. How about the Celtics? We'll even lay a little in the NBA <laughs> against the Lakers. That's a uniform matchup. Going to have to have that one on the TV late tonight. And we got to have a little action in it. We'll take the Celtics minus the three and a half. There you go. Big Best lane. of luck. Thank you. Action Network. It's Let's get a draw Conde. to kick it off. Pure soccer.
1: Uh, Miller and Con, and that's going to do it for us. Trent and I are here weekdays from 11 to 1. Murph and Andy coming up next. Then the KXNO Drive with Heather and Sean from 3 until 6. Thanks for being here on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KX.